Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The holidays are back. It's like we just finished going trigo tree, and now it's time for sun giving, el ho ho ho. But that also means it's time to find the perfect gift for your dad, husband, brother, carajo, even for yourself. You know where this is going. That's right. Get them the perfect jean. I absolutely swear by these jeans from bandit black to midnight blue to light blue ice, which is also ripped because, as we know, the only thing better than comfort is edgy comfort. <laughs> as a Miami boy, I even have their jean shorts. Book in Miami, we need quality shorts that are stylish and comfortable. Little ish, you're saying. My boyfriend, abuelo, tío, doesn't need any jeans this holiday season. To that I say, you're wrong, because every man does need the perfect jean. But okay, if that is true, we still got you covered. Just in time for winter, the perfect jean now has extremely comfortable hoodies. Made using organic cotton, these hoodies are just as comfortable as the jeans. They're perfect for those chilly winters up north, or if you're visiting DJ's house, because as we know, he keeps the temperature at a reasonable setting of tundra. So it is the holidays, which means we've got a gift for you. Use code PERO20 at theperfectgene.nyc for 20% off your order. Así mismo, PERO20 gets you 20% off the jeans, the hoodies, everything. Jeans and hoodies sounds like two great items to open under the tree to us. So this holiday, your khakis and get the perfect gift from the perfect gene. And don't forget to use code BETTLE20 for 20% off your order. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Better Let Me Tell You. So, you know, if there's one thing we love on this show, and I've said it a gajillion times, is, you know, local kid makes good. And so, because of that, we got somebody with us today who is 
a food influencer, a podcaster, a brand ambassador for Havana Club. According to his bio, former actor and singer, but on his podcast, he has said, once an actor, always an actor. So I'm going to hold him to that. We have with us today, Eddie Zamora, but you probably know him better as the Yum Yum Foodie. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Que bolón, que bola. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's, it's, uh, uh, there's, there's... I, I miss Miami in certain respects uh, until I see things on Instagram and, you know, <laughs> uh, or until I, I rent a car at, at, at the airport and I go to my dad's house and, like, I'm in traffic and somebody pulls out a freaking tire iron and hits the car in front of them and, you know. But I do miss the nuance and, and shows like yours and, and uh, really connecting with the motherland, dude. I, I, I love my hometown and I, I wear it in spades, so thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. And, you know, obviously we're not a visual podcast, but he he's not just lip servicing this kids he's wearing a shirt of la vaquita so i mean it literally says la vaquita la vaquita is og yeah. dude i wish i had a velvet cream donut shirt uh to really like bust out i, I still miss them i know the calle ocho 32nd avenue like you know what's so funny i i never like going to funeral homes of course not but there's like rivero whatever fucking funeral yep. home that's i in calle ocho and the one thing i would look forward to in a velorio was knowing that velvet cream donuts was right down the street and yep. you know after I smelled the formaldehyde, I could walk over and have a, a Boston cream donut or whatever. Anyway. Well, you know, nothing clears the formaldehyde out of your nose like glaze. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. It's just, that's science. Kids really in Miami will never know. They won't because they, they have no idea. They got to go all the way to, you know, Krispy Kreme now and it's mm-hmm. just not the same. Mm-mm. So, you know, you're, you're in L.A. now. You've been in L.A. For, for a hot minute. I mean, for a while. Yeah. It's, it's going, it's, how long have you been there now? Um, so I moved to Los Angeles in October of 2004. Oh shit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, I've been it's... here. I've been here through, I've seen, you know, I've seen Miami change tremendously in that time. Yeah. I've seen LA change tremendously in that time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. I'm very fortunate that, uh, that I was able to move out here and stay and sustain. I'm, yeah, I'm very I mean... blessed. That that's very that, that that's the key, right? Because a mm-hmm. lot of times people are like, "I'm going to go give it a shot," and sometimes things don't work out, you know. And that's just life, right? Um, so you know, as it says, it's former actor slash singer. I love the I love a slash. I love a slash in anybody's <laughs> bio. Frankly, it's uh, I love a multi hyphenate. I love a slash. Um, is that the reason? You know, you you went out to to L.A. to kind of give that 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 shot? Yeah, I uh, I, I so I I was I went to my my first theater class was in high school at Gables High. Well, high school. Uh, Coral Gable oh, okay. Senior High, Marshall Cohen. I don't even know if Mr. Cohen's still alive, but he was the the drama teacher. And uh, I still remember, you know, I can't remember what it was like an elective. And I played baseball in school, and I was basically the only jock that was in, you know, quote unquote jock. I'm five six, dude. Like I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, listen, hanging listen. out behind the dugout, like trying to okay put a but speed you, gun you on pl- my arm. But you were playing baseball, not basketball, so that's okay. That's it's, fair. You know, it's fine. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And you know, to, and to be fair, like besides Jose Canseco, there's not that many tall Cubans. So pretty much everybody that I that I played with uh, was yeah. wasn't much taller than me. Um, it's advertising. Yeah. yeah. So I, I took a theater class there, and then I just I've always been medio cojonu on it, and I think that's from my dad's side. My, my mom. I mean, my mom. Obviously, you 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 know, we're I'm the descent, first generation born in the United States. So I come, I come from people that, that worked hard. I come from people that went through some shit. And uh, my dad in Cuba was going to be forced to be an accountant. My dad always wanted to be a musician, 
when he came to the United States, um, the that first thing he did. Yeah, I know, right? No, my, you don't. No offense. No, no offense to our accountant listeners, but you can't pay me enough to be an accountant. No, my brother's right. a CPA, and I don't know how he does it, but he's made for it. Like he, some people just have that that mind that can that can stick with that. Yeah. And I, I trust me, somebody's got to do it. So God bless him. Um, True. But my dad wanted to be a musician. Anyway, I had very artistic and supportive parents. So I went to music school. I studied piano since I was a little kid. I went to performing arts elementary and junior high school. Okay. And it was just, um, I recommend that to any, you know, I don't have any kids, but I, I recommend that to people. Get your kids into some kind of art in some way. You know, it's going to help That's you very lucky, later though, on. Your yeah, end. man. I was blessed. Because, I, I mean, most Latin parents, especially first generation, even if the kid is super talented, are kind of like, That's great. It's a nice hobby. But. You you gotta you gotta do something that's reliable, right? That's gonna bring in a, a paycheck every week. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, <laughs> everything was like uh, uh, you know, un plan, a plan B, a plan B. And now yeah. to me, plan B is an abortion pill. You know, I don't even think of it as <laughs> as a. Uh, well, you know, I I. I, I went to FIU and I studied theater, and while I was in theater at FIU, I got to do a few shows, um, and I was very, very fortunate. I missed the, the That's probably what I missed the most is theater. But um, I, my, I come home one day. I had gone to, to Europe to visit a friend who was studying overseas. That's the only way I could go was because I had a friend that could stay there. I couldn't afford a hotel. I could just afford the flight and enough bullshit to buy a few beers a day kind of thing. And I get back, and, you know, I'm on this, like, uh, whenever you're you're young and you go on any kind of trip, you come back and you're like, you want to tell the world about it. I was in that space of like, I got to tell you about Italy. I got to tell you about Spain and this and that. And uh, my mom hands me a cutout from, I think it was a Nuevo Herald. And it was a channel called Mundos in Miami yes. that was holding auditions for a show called Chat, a talk show. I remember this show. Yes. So I auditioned for that show, and through a series of events, I was one of the five hosts of Chat for about a hundred and thirty something episodes. You were when Chat was uh, oh, English, bro. I I don't remember you at all. Fair. So I, that's fine. I, but, but but I remember the show. I yeah. do remember the show. So was, um, I did. So Chat yeah. was first. Uh, the first year of Chat was in Spanish. Then uh, after they decided to retool. And make the show bilingual. And when they did that, I was one of the bilingual hosts. Uh, and the show ran all the way up till Opera. What was it called? Uh, not Desert Storm. Operation. When when Operation Freedom. No sé qué cosa. Yeah. Essentially, we were right. We were right to go live on the on the air. And then you know, quote not to quote uh, Outcast, but bombs over Baghdad. And and then our show did not go to air that day. And we never got to say goodbye to our audience or anything like that. And that was the end of the show chat. Oh, shit. I, I, yeah, I picked up the pieces. My mom had cancer. My parents were like, which is the opposite of most Cuban parents. My parents were like, no, you have to go. Because at that time in Miami, you know, I love Miami. But since I left, there's been many a TV show shot there. There's been more theater there. There's a lot more yeah. opportunities. That didn't exist really when I was there. And my parents were like, vete. You know, vete. Wow. We'll be here. And uh, yeah, that's that's sorry for the long story, but uh, I'm 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 a fan of if anybody can listen and maybe overcome a little bit of doubt that they might have. I was bathed in doubt, and uh, I was very lucky to just be a little bit dumb and at the same time a little bit courageous. But there's a beauty to to that youthful youthful dumbness right yeah where you're it's kind of like you, you don't know enough to be scared yet <laughs> the reality isn't isn't hitting you the same way that it would when you're, you know you're 35 40 right like Absolutely. there's something to be said for your 20s it yeah. has to be yeah it's definitely youth is wasted on the young but it, it really is it 
I'm I'm lucky that I had that level of comedia to just be like, okay, that'll be fine. And it, I mean, you know, in, in, in life, I'm of the mentality it always works out because if it wasn't supposed to work out, it wouldn't. So I'm like, you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and, and again, luckily, you have a, a good family unit that if it didn't work out, you you know, you could go home again, right? Like, Absol- it's not a situation where it was all or nothing, you know, because there was nothing there for you to go back to. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's nice knowing you have a safety net, even though nobody wants to call it that, but it's nice. Right, right, basically. So you're in L.A., you know, you're, you're, you're off chasing your dreams. You've got, you know, I mean, a consistent resume, right? Because, I mean, you, you were on the air for... 100 plus episodes so i mean definitely you've demonstrated that you you got the chops now you're in la now what now what happened? oh man so you know uh i don't wanna, i don't know if i've ever talked about this but so i like i saved as much money as i could in in miami so i i took a year after my, my the show chat ran its course and i saved as much money as i could i got lasik surgery because I hated freaking wearing uh, my contact lenses and glasses. So, so this is like my mentality. I was like, LASIK surgery. Um, I need to buy a car. And because I had a Ford Explorer that was constantly dying on me. And I'm like, no. I need, yep. as we say, un trampotation. Um, un trampotation. I need un trampotation, something four cylinder. So I did. And uh, I was like, I, have, I need to have enough cash for a year's worth of rent. And that's what I did. I took a shoebox with money. And uh, I'm not not lying. I took literally a shoebox with money. Um, And I moved to L.A. I was blessed that one of my best friends from Miami had moved out here. Mm -hmm. And my one of my best friends, other best friends from Miami moved with me. So we we had this small little little family unit, so to speak. Support system is a support system. Yeah, and I was able to to get an agent. I, you know, a, a lot of the minutiae I didn't have to deal with because I I got here with um, eligibility for the unions. So I paid my union dues, which so many people spend years just trying to become members of the union. I was lucky that when I was in Miami, I was able to do enough union commercials that okay. uh, I, I I became eligible. And my who became my agent was actually a fan of the show Chat, and he was an agent in L.A. And I know. It was just that was meant to be, and I was with one of like uh, at the time maybe a handful of Latino agencies in LA, and I hit the ground, you know, hit the ground running, not knowing what I was doing, but uh, uh, learning as I go, I guess. Yeah. Do we ever know what we're doing? Um, I, I've been doing this podcast now for five years, and I still will tell people I'm like I don't really know what I'm doing. Like I kind of just keep moving forward because I don't know how else. You know, to live, it's yeah. You know, it's yeah. like just keep keep plugging away. So you know, now we're at you know, yum yum foodie people. I think would probably know you best as that. How did you make that transition? Right, like at what point did did you say this is something that maybe I've always just had a passion about? Right, that I've always felt cool and and that I enjoy, but. Let's make this a thing, quote unquote. So I mentioned that I, I had gone on that Europe trip before getting the mm-hmm. job on, on Telemundo Mundos when NBC mm-hmm. bought them. And on that trip, I went to, I still remember the name of the restaurant. It was in Barcelona. It was called La Mar, El, or El Mar or La Mar de Bo. And it was a seafood restaurant right in Puerto Olimpico, right on the water. And I had a parrillada with gambas and, you know, all, fucking, all, all the good shit. And I... I had really good wine from Rivera del Duero. I still remember the winemaker, Valduero. I still, like, I still remember these moments. I have a picture of it with my friend and I having dinner. 
And that was the moment that I was really bitten by the bug of, about food. It was okay. like uh, uh, once I tried seafood in the Mediterranean, it was like I had never had seafood before. Um, it's like once you have sushi in Japan, it's like you've never had sushi before. It's these, right, these, right, these, right. Little, these little moments, right? And I, I kind of always track these moments back to my, my grandfather on my mother's side who had Alzheimer's. And when my grandfather was in his last part of his life, he still had the memories of his youth and his childhood. No matter what, you know. He didn't care about the car, the watch, the this, the that. The memories were what stood there. So something in me is always about kind of creating memories. That trip to Spain in, in got my food bug going. Fast forward to probably around 2008, I am doing a play in, in L.A. for a company called the Bilingual Foundation of the Arts. And the, the cool thing that they would do is they would do a show and they would do one show in English and the same show in Spanish, like two hours oh, later. Shit. Yeah. And I was doing uh, La Caja Foie, The Birdcage, in Spanish. Yeah. I played the Sun Val. And it was super fun because I get to do the show in English and, and in puro Cuban Spanish. How many shows a week are we talking? Um, we would do, let's, you know, Monday's Dark. And I think in this theater, bear with me, it's been a long time. We would probably do two shows a day, one English and Spanish, Wednesday through Sunday. So whatever that Bro, is, eight to ten shows than, a week. That, that, that's more than Broadway, yo. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, dude. Honestly, it's the most fun ever. Uh, it's the no, but that's 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 impressive. Shit. I loved it. It was super fun. And uh, at the time, I'm the, the lady who played my mother, a uh, Cuban girl from Miami, and she was like, "Hey, Eddie, do you obviously you speak Spanish? Um, have you ever thought about doing auto shows?" I'm like, "What the? What do you mean auto shows?" She's like, "Well, you know, I work. I used to work for this car manufacturer, and they hire actors who can speak publicly." to go and travel as a representative for them doing auto shows. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's something I'd be interested in. I'm like, what do they pay? Okay, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, it's the same process as you would audition for something. I get, I get, you know, I get offered the job. I take the job and I became the friend because I was already being paid to travel all over. Uh, I was your friend that you would call, hey, Eddie, I'm in Austin. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm there. Because I was also the friend that liked to find the cool taco spot, the food truck, Got the it. restaurant, the cool speakeasy bar. That was always my thing. I liked building the memories, right? The holes in the wall. Yeah, I loved all of it. Didn't always have to be a hole in the wall, but I loved uh, I loved people in the restaurant industry. I loved bartenders. I just like, I, I don't know. There's something that, I, there's a creative aspect to it. That connected with me. And I still remember I was working, it sounds so fancy, but I was working in Aspen, Colorado for, for Lexus. It was a company that I worked for. I don't mind saying it. And I was freezing my culo off because it was the middle of winter. And I'm, I'm un cubanito from Miami wearing a North Face jacket yeah. congelando my culo. And uh, I'm, I'm, I've told this story before, but it always makes me laugh still every, day, every time I think about it. And I'm standing on a corner like a jinetera in the middle of Aspen. And I'm basically just trying to get people to test drive a car. And if they test drive the car, they get like a gift certificate to a local restaurant. Amazing. Hello. But, you know, these are rich that's people. That's a hell of a deal. I know, but, but these are rich people in Aspen. It's winter in Aspen. Aspen, Aspen. You Aspen, offer these people $100, they're like, eh. So uh, I'm standing on a corner, and I see a dude pull up 
uh, probably, I don't know, let's say 100 to 150 feet away from me in full cycling gear. It's got to be like 20 degrees. And Buddy's in like the camel toe biker shorts, the tight shirt, the caco, the whole nine. And he starts macking to these pretty blonde girls across the way. And we're like, mira este tipo se cree Lance Armstrong aquí vacilando a la mujer. Turns around, it's Lance Armstrong. No. It is. <laughs> This is at the well. That's that's why he thought he was Lance Armstrong. Yeah. He was. Yes, so yeah. it's at the fledgling stages of Twitter. I have an account that's like at Eddie Zamora on Twitter. I actually, I'm one of those few people that has my name on Twitter as his account. And I I wrote something snarky like, oh, like you know, he uh, whatever. Uh, Lance Armstrong is working hard in Aspen or training hard in Aspen. Wink, wink. Right. Whatever. I put my phone away. An hour goes by. I hear a beep. My phone is drained of battery. Lance Armstrong responded to me. He had however many million followers online. And the point of the story is that is where the spark went off in my mind of the power of social media. And I was like, man, I don't know what this is, but right. I, need to, I need to figure it out. Fast forward a few months, and uh, yummy is a term that I would use for anything. If, if, a, if a car is nice, that car is yummy. If the, like, that's just <laughs> a, it's a Miami thing. At least for me it was. Between my friends, I'm like, oh, my God, bro, that car is yummy. Uh, and then the Yum Yum Foodie was the stupid name that I came up with because Yum Yum Foodie was already taken. So I had to put the the in front of it. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sure Megan Stallion is like, no, Megan the Stallion. I had to put yeah. the the in front of it. Uh, and then I just started my brand that way. I started my brand that way and I was already getting paid to travel. So the minute I would finish my work at an auto show talking to thousands of people, I would go home, or go home, go to the hotel, throw my stuff down, and hit the town, whatever town I was in, and wow. explore. Yeah. And I, that's how I built it. I built it with somebody else essentially paying for it. That was the intention. I mean, sign me up. I would love to have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the best way to do it, son. Yeah. Like, shit. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm very lucky that I had that moment of the wherewithal to do it, you know, because I could have easily gone other, you know, I could have easily been too tired at the end of every day and just gone back that is and true. been resigned. And I'm not of that state. I'm not of that. I'm not that type of person. It's funny you say that because actually this past, it's something that I just wanted to bring up because this past weekend, um, I don't know how many episodes you've heard or or how closely you follow us, but you know, we also have a side hustle where we do uh, chicken wings and literally like two weeks ago we had a pop-up and I went and then after that I went and did something else and you know to help another friend with the podcast and and when I got home like the next day you know my boyfriend was like how did you do that like I was exhausted like how did you just keep going and I'll and I'm like I just don't know how else to be you know and I don't know how much of that is what let me rephrase I don't know how much how what percentage of that is being first gen you know in this country that you're like nope my parents and my grandparents didn't leave everything behind for me to, you know, take a nap. And how much of that is just que me nace? I, I don't know what the percentage breakout is, but but I feel I feel a little kindred spirit with you um, in that regard. I, I, I feel like there's a little bit of that in you as well. Do you do you find that to be true? Yeah, I'm, I'm honored that you say that uh, because I don't know what stems it. Uh, you know, I, I guess you have to really get to the marrow of somebody to to make that distinction, but. You know, I, I, I also left home with my mother very ill, and right. it was really hard. Um, so I also feel, I feel compelled to many things. I feel compelled to honor my family at all times. I am a self-proclaimed 
ambassador of Miami. I feel compelled to honor and represent my hometown in the best way possible. That's why I don't change my 305 phone number. Never will. Ah, love it. All right. That's why I only root for the Heat, the Dolphins. I still, unfortunately, the Marlins. Uh, it's, it, it's just who I am, and I can't pretend to be something else. But I feel, I feel like I have to honor all of them. That's there's no, there's no, you know, uh, uh, like I, I can't be the baseball player that hits the walk off home run for the Marlins. But maybe in some way I can, I can hit a home run uh, in the way that I pre- represent Cubans in LA. The way that I represent Latinos in general, because uh, that's one thing I've learned from being out here, is we might have a different accent in speaking Spanish, but man, we are all the same. Um, and uh, Miami was so ethnocentric to me yeah. that I wouldn't, I didn't get that until I left, and now I just right. have perspective, a different perspective on it. So it is, but I've also seen it in second generation Mexican Americans here in LA that have okay. that. Okay. That so you know it could maybe it does trickle down <laughs> to 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 that generation. Uh, you know we don't need to quote Reagan here, but like it's a, we <laughs> we had some trickle down uh, uh, workaholic nomics. You like I'm gonna make that a hashtag and steal it from you. That's how much uh, I like it. Hey, um, whatever, man. Yeah. You know, do it, do it right. <laughs> we 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 can throw it on a, on a t-shirt and split the profits. Done, <laughs> done. <laughs> so you know. You, you actually, you teed up a perfect transition for me there. Boom. Um, you know, represent representing you know Miami, representing your your Cuban you know culture and background, and all that. You have recently become a brand ambassador for Havana Club, and honestly, it warmed my heart to see you posting pictures with Gio because he's a friend of the podcast I'm being. So it's one of those like. Oh look, Miami, LA—they're all friends, and they're—you know—it's just like one big happy, you know, drunken family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I'm sipping now. I'm sipping. I'm sipping a little, you know, a little uh, Havana Club Blanco and uh, well, Classico and uh, and you know, some Coke Zero, y'all, because that's all I can find. Yes. I'm not gonna lie. I would rather be yeah. having it. I mean, with, I can like, see the, the bottle really nice... behind you. Oh yeah, yeah, it's behind, yeah. So what's on? Um, I shoot. I shoot here from the bar, the Añejo Blanco, but um, como se llama? Yeah, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's funny because I've I've been approached to work for different brands in the past, and I I always tell people the the greatest freedom is the freedom of being able to say no, yeah. the freedom of not being compelled to say yes to something because you have to. You know, I understand. Okay. I can also bet, um, but when when. Our mutual friend Gio told me about the opportunity to work for Havana Club. I, I, I was honored, and you know, fast forward here I am, and I'm I'm really excited because it's a it's something new for me. Because I love learning. I don't care how old I get. I I love learning something new every day, and uh, now I get to learn about rum, and I get to share that with other people. And not only that, I get to share the story of of rum made in exile. I get to share the story of Cuban rum, um, and uh, you know, it's 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 a it's, as sad as the story is. There's beauty in the you know, like the phoenix rising from the ashes. This brand, this brand coming up and getting rejuvenated, and I'm I'm like excited to be a part of it. So, yeah, no, and again, it's one of those you know, if if we don't tell our stories collectively, then who will? Yeah, and, and it's funny the you know, and for the folks listening, if you have or haven't heard, 
I implore you to to go and check out the Amparo experience, uh, which is the story of Havana Club, and they did this beautiful theatrical presentation in Miami. Uh, it was very a la Sleep No More in New York, yep. if you've ever heard that, of that show. But it's this wonderful show, and I, and I can tell you, I attended, because of Geo, I was very lucky to attend the closing night. And I can only speak to a few times in the past X amount of years since I've been doing the Yum Yum Foodie, and I haven't been doing the traditional uh, uh, path of an entertainer, that I felt moved and wanted to, quote-unquote, come out of retirement, so to speak. And uh, that show, Amparo, was, was watching that made me miss acting more than than uh, than anything I could speak to for you know for for a period of time yeah it's you're not the only person to say similar things we've had many people on on the show who were able to see it and nobody has ever said you know it was I you know what I mean nobody's ever come and just been like it was okay everybody has just a very passionate feeling about it have so you had a non-cuban it, talk about it because every Cuban's gonna say it's <laughs> I'm just um, curious. I haven't. I haven't. But also, I, I think it's just it comes down to what comes up organically in conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I guess I could make it a point to ask them moving forward. It's like, so, Colombian guest, uh, what did you, you do know? You know, um, it's great to see the other perspective because you know, yeah, it, no, and 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 again, I, I think it's just I, we had the um, the ladies who wrote and directed Amparo uh, a couple episodes back as well, and and it's just like, dude. Again, we're all we need to tell our stories, you know, um, and I'm not saying that we quote unquote need to tell our stories, but the stories need to be told. They they can't just be lost to time. Yeah, I didn't, you know, uh, uh, and it's just, I I could sit here and sulk about it, but when I was in the thick of it, in in the acting world, and I was going on, you know, what you what I would consider, and most people would consider at the time, very big auditions. There there weren't. A plethora of sorry, I say plethora because of Tony Plana, who was on on the show recently, and all I can think of is the Three Amigos, um, and he has that famous <laughs> scene uh, talking about pleteras. Uh, but there, there wasn't a plethora of of opportunities, you know. Right. And being being an actor in L.A., being Latino, um, being not gang enough, being not yeah this enough. You don't read a you don't read a street, my friend. Uh, I mean, you know, hence the acting part. You know, I I can pull it off, but there wasn't a plethora of that. There weren't those opportunities there. And I still remember having my titty twisted when I read for, uh, uh, it was CSI Miami. And I, you know, guys, I hate to bring it to you, but none of CSI Miami was shot in Miami. Except the maybe, maybe the B roll, the B roll, yeah, the B roll <laughs> yeah. where they like they enhance the water to make it look even greener and bluer. But everything was shot for the most part in Long Beach, California. That's just that's or Manhattan Beach. And yeah. I remember reading for a part of a Cuban, you know, drug dealer or whatever. I think it was, and you could tell that it wasn't written by a Cuban. There were certain parts of the vernacular, you know. I think my character had to say ese, and. Which is, you that's know, look, us. hey, if my character was from East L.A., then that's what they would right. say, and that's fair. Right. But my right. character was probably from La Sauecera, or, you know, I'll just say that because that's where I'm from. Uh, but, like, my, you know, my character was, was a character from Miami or from, you know, Pinar right. de Rio or whatever, and there's no way that that would ever happen. And I remember being so bothered by it, which is my bad because, you know, at the end of the day, I had the opportunity to get the part and change it when you're working. But you still True. have to get the part. 
True. I let it get under my skin. Uh, now, really? well, I mean, get under my skin. Not like I'm not showing it to the person hiring me, but it was it bothered me. It doesn't come. It doesn't roll off the tongue for me playing a Cuban character to say that. It's just that's okay. not gonna okay. you know. Uh, if I'm playing a, a cholo, if I'm playing that, that's a different vibe. It's a totally different sí, vibe. Claro. You know, yeah. like if you were playing un argentino, un argentino would be like, oh, che boludo, ese. That would never happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was the same thing. But anyway, it was, I digress. Uh, it, it just, they, those opportunities didn't exist. So it's, it's an honor now to see all of these young Cuban actors and, and or, you know, see that there's the story of Desi and Lucy being set, uh, being shared. Or, you know, it, it, it takes time. It, it takes does. Time. It does. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. No. But on this, on a related note, I'm telling you, you keep teeing these up for me. And Can you it's tell that like, I host a podcast? Maybe I was going to say, even though I don't well, know what you're going to ask me, but <laughs> well, that's where I was going to go. I'm like, you know, so you know, on that note, you continue to make your own opportunities, right? Which I think is something that that hell, that's why we have a podcast because God knows we're yeah. not, you know, in the entertainment field. You've got your podcast, Kill the Bottle, which frankly sounds like one of the most fun podcasts to be on, if only because it means sitting around getting to drink with you. And uh, I, and right now I'm just drinking water with you, so I can imagine, and I'm having fun. So I can imagine if we add like a bottle of something, that's next level. As we say, tremendo revolu. Uh, oh, it is. I've heard the episodes, my friend. Uh, it's, yeah. Thank you, man. It's, you know what? It's funny. It, it's, and I've said this before, but, and, and, you know, I can always change the story later, but to now, it is the most fun I've ever had. Uh, yeah. in, and I've been very blessed to, to work on some really cool stuff. I'm, I'm so lucky, man. I'm so grateful. Of, of, and I'm nobody. And even as nobody, I've been like, I couldn't redo my story. I would not be able to take the same fossils to get to where I am now and what I've done. It's fucking crazy right. to me. But the most fun I've ever had is doing this, this silly podcast. And, and it, it, it came completely organically. I didn't plan on doing it. Uh, no, was it, no, it was not my intention to do it. I had. How did it happen? So uh, my co-host Megan, mm-hmm. uh, yep. who is a trip, and it's funny because Megan She's and I have only sweet. known each other about a year and a half. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that chemistry. Okay, that time belies your chemistry. Exactly. That, but I am also a person who can sense that, and I and I felt that there was something there, and this is you know uh, completely uh, uh, just. She's she's just a wonderful person, and you know it's a show. We we have characters, okay? We play things up a bit, you know. That's guess what? There's an entertainment sí, factor to stuff. But yeah, but if you don't have chemistry, you don't have chemistry. I don't care how much you, you play something up. Hundred percent. So I was a guest on a show that she did. So she used to work for Adam Carolla, legendary, you know, one of the OG podcasters. And I was a guest on a, a secondary show because one thing that he was or he is was generous with the people that worked with him or for him and gave them opportunities to create projects within the studio space. Nice. And I was a guest. Fast forward, uh, I, you know, she, Megan is a big time foodie and uh, she's like, you know, you need your own show. And I was like, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I can, I can, <laughs> I can talk and I can create the segments and, and that I get, but all right. the, the behind stuff, the editing, th- that kind of thing, I... You know, I would take 17 hours to do 30 minutes of that where it takes me, you know, an hour to prep for a show and do research on a guest or whatever. And she said, well, what if I produce it? I'm like, oh, fuck. I can't get out of this now. <laughs> and uh, and then I said, okay. But 
only if you co-host it with me. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's fair. And she said, yeah. And here we are. Uh, and uh, I've been very blessed because of what I've done you know, in the, in the food space. Uh, and and just in in luckily in enter, in entertainment, um, I've been able to get to speak to some really interesting people. Not just, yeah, you know yeah. famous is great, but it's really I love to the I love to speak to people from all different facets. Not just chefs, not just musicians. You know, a little bit of everything. Yeah, well, I was gonna say you really kind of cover a lot of ground in terms of you know who's on the show, and because I, I think. Especially with your background as a yum yum foodie, people probably assume, oh, it's going to be chefs, or and even at that moment, it's just going to be like quote unquote, you know, celebrity chefs or or, or people who have a show on Food Network, or you know, things of that of that nature. And you really, again, you you have a little bit of everything in there, and and so I I can appreciate that because then I I never know what I'm going to get from you. Um, well, thank you. That's way. you know, like I say, good things come in small packages. Uh, you know. But but it, it's important. It, I think it's also important to, um, and I know it's like. So if you haven't heard the show, guys, Megan Megan is like she's like the whitest chick on the planet. She's a she's practically a guppy. Um, but I'm I'm trying. I'm like she's she's transparent. <laughs> like you can see through her. Uh, but but I I'm always also trying to 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 get Latin people on there, to get people of color on there. Um, I, 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 I like to know that I help give everybody a voice, you know, and I, and I, food was an organic thing, but sometimes you'll listen to the show. We don't talk about food. My, my mentality also was, you know, in the ether of podcasts, if I just put out a podcast called kill the bottle and I put it as a generic comedy talk show, it'll get buried beneath everything the joe rogan's the whatever you know but i'm in the food space well shit let me put it under the category of a food podcast it's gonna rank a lot higher and that's how we've been able to rank top 30 in in the food space is because it's you know there is a food centric somewhat aspect to it yeah but it just goes with everything i mean again as i said nowadays you can create your own content right everybody can everybody can create a podcast so to your point oh i'm just gonna make a comedy podcast okay what's the angle we're funny but what's the angle right because it's it, it sucks to say it but i mean you're competing with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of other content that literally anybody can create i'm prime example anybody can create out of their house you know it, mm-hmm. it's not you know, and, and so we, when we started, actually, it's funny because we were like, we have to have a very specific name. Because when you have these podcasts that have just like, you know, two guys in a microphone or, you know, girls talking about stuff, it, it's like, what are you then? You know, and, yeah. and, 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 I, and I mean that with all the love in the world, you, you have to, you have to have a brand, you know, and you have to stand out. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and kill the bottle is something I've been saying forever. I mean, and people say it forever, but like back in the day, there would be some, you know, rough night oh. with Bacardi Limon. And I'd be like, bro, just kill the bottle, dude. I can't anymore. Like, I'm done. All right. Everybody says it, but you're the only one who has a podcast titled it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, so, so there you go. Like, it, it's not about there's, there's actually, that's even better because people can relate to it. They know it's shorthand. They know coming in more or less what's going to happen or what's, you know, the theme is, you know, we're all going to kill a bottle and see where the hell that takes us as far as the conversation. Um, I've, I'm very, I'm very lucky that at an early age, uh, and you know, and this, and he'll, he'll attract a visceral reaction from people. And I find that most of the visceral reactions are from people who have never listened and don't know anything about them. Uh, but I've been listening to Howard Stern for 30 years, at least. And Howard is, when I tell you my inspiration for when I talk to people uh, mm-hmm. and on the show, in the way that Howard interviews people, I will tell you, in my opinion, he is the greatest interviewer of all time. I will, you, yeah. I will hold I people's disagree. feet to the, the coals about it. But listening to that show for so many years has not only just been a lesson in how to talk to people and how it's been a lesson on how to listen to people and it's a lesson on how to evolve as a human being because Howard Stern when I listened to him in 1995 or 94 for the first time is not the same Howard Stern now who is a person who rescues cats with his wife uh, a person who's like probably at least from listening to him he's one of the biggest like human rights uh, advocates, whether it's LBGT community, like it's just LGBT community. Sorry, LGBT LGBT community. It's it's just he's he's a prime example of showing how to evolve, and you know yeah. it when people criticize you for for evolving. I love it. <laughs> That's so true because it's like, oh, he's not the same. It's like, but are you the same person you were twenty years ago? And if you, and if are, you are, what the fuck are you doing? Should you be? You know, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe inherently, if you're a good person with a loving heart, yes, that's a good thing no, to yeah. not change, right? But you should evolve. But you, you don't know, need it, to be 50 years old at 10 in the morning walking out of space in downtown Miami. Right? I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you don't need to be that guy anymore, I, you know? <laughs> like, I, I I, love you, pero cojones, man. Hey, 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 once in a while, once in a while, you know, fine. like un cumpleaños or Whatever. you know, that's you know, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> but when your mo is that, like, no, dude, I can't. Uh, so it's just, it's just, uh, I'm a fan of seeing human beings evolve. I'm a fan of seeing my father evolve, even though you know he he my father is ill and he has dementia and Alzheimer's. I I'm a fan of of being blessed to be around family and friends that have evolved. And I've noticed that the people who have I ever who haven't evolved or have devolved are mm-hmm. somewhat not in my you know they're no longer branches on the tree of yeah. my life. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't love them, quote unquote, Mm-mm. right? It's, they're 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 always have a place in your heart, and they'll always be. Uh, but it's kind of like you know, I tried and, and we we parted ways. And it, yeah. and that just happens. You know, it, it's not that you had a fight. You know, it's just people grow apart sometimes. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't ever, ever come from a place where I am better than you or I, I'm not built that way. Uh, but I, I come from a place where, like, this doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the older we get, the more we value our time. I still remember, you know, b- before before the slap at the Oscars, Will Smith was at like the MTV Awards or something, and he's like, MTV stands more. He's like, I've been here for five hours. MTV stands for my time is very valuable, and I and I think that 
I that stuck with me because it's the only thing we don't get back in life. So yeah. you know, if 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 people don't make your life more fruitful, then yeah. and if you don't enrich theirs and if they don't enrich yours, then you gotta go. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I was just thinking that the other day. I'm like, the older I get, the less I got time for people's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you put it much more poetically than I just did, but it's like, I, I'm just like, I don't have to deal with you anymore. No. I'm not 19. I, I, yo soy un hombre derecho y derecho. Like, I pay my bills. We're, we're good. You know. Yeah. Like, move on. Everybody needs a like. You know, you need an app that says "deja de comer tanta mierda" that just pops up on your phone occasionally, and you just look at it and you're like, "Coño, estoy comiendo mierda." Let me put this. Let me put this down. You know, like you're driving and you honked at somebody for no fucking reason, and your phone is like "deja de comer tanta mierda," and you're like, "Oh yeah, estoy comiendo mierda right now." That that person could have a gun and shoot me for no fucking reason. That's really? True. Why? That is so fucking yeah. true. I've, I've yeah. become so much more chill. And it's funny because, like, weed is legal here and I don't smoke weed. And I have, I don't know, it's just around people, all the weed people here, I guess, that has just made me so much more chill as I get older. <laughs> like, by osmosis, you like, just absorb it. It's funny. Like... Nunca tengo apuro, but I'm always on time. I'm the opposite uh, of every Cuban. <laughs> it's like... I feel like we should figure out what makes that happen for you, sir, and bottle it because that I, I would we could make millions here in South Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I I remember my my days in in the acting world there, you know. And you would go to a, like a casting in Miami, and you'd be there for three fucking hours, and you'd be like, "This does not need to take three hours," <laughs> right. you know, no. like this. No, this does not. No. There's no need, my friends. There's no need. I'm a forward. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, you were gonna say something? No, no. It's, you look it, like you were gearing up. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was getting a little misty-eyed uh, listening to your episode with Tony Plana, um, because I love that man so much, and he doesn't know how much I love him. Uh, and after uh, you know, you and I had had messaged about it on Instagram, but after hearing the episode, I'm gonna call him this week and just touch base with him again because I haven't spoken to him in at least ten years. Oh, wow. And he had such an impact on on my life as a Cubanito moving here to L.A. and then finding un Cubano that had, in my mind, made it. And He, uh, he really did. Yeah, and just being so generous with his, um, not just his time, but his knowledge. Uh, he really cares. He's one of the good people. So I'm like, I'm just thinking about that right now because I was listening to it today in the car. And I was like, oh, man, I miss, I miss me some Tony Plana, dude. He's just like, yeah. the, he's such a good guy. I got to say, you know, we've interviewed phenomenal people, present company included, um, but he no, is... La mierda. No, la mierda. Is a, oh, yeah, I was raised right, okay? <laughs> but he is one of the ones that from the minute we started this, I was like, I, I, I want to get him on the show. There's just, I've, I've always grown up seeing him on screen, and he's one of those people that even before I knew who he was, I knew who he was, right? Like, yeah. like he, whenever he'd pop up, and I was, like I told him on the episode, I'm like, I didn't know you were Cuban when I first saw you on The Golden Girls, but I was like, but this guy seems familiar. There's something about uh, about the way he's doing the delivery that I, I'm like, I, I quote unquote know this guy. He's un primo, un tío. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know this guy from Adam. But and and honestly, he was everything I could have wanted and more for an interview. And like, if I had, if I had just let him go on for three hours, we would have had a three hour interview because he was so giving of his time. He, I still remember. So my mom had just passed. And it would have been, so my mom died in December of 2006. 
Uh, I spent, you know, I was vi- again. I'm so fucking. I'm so lucky, man. Uh, uh, I was lucky to spend a month back in Miami. That whole that whole December of 2006, mm-hmm. I was able to spend with my mom. I was able to care for her as much as I possibly could to give my dad a break, and I was able to be with her, you know, in her last breath. And I get back to LA, and I don't. I it's so funny, but I don't re- actually. I think I did. I can't remember which came first, but I think. I did a play. I know, I know, I know. I did a play. I just don't remember which one came first. I did a play called Havana Bourgeois, and it was uh, written by a guy named Carlos La Camara, a Cuban playwright. Or, yes, you know. he he's done. Uh, he was in Hamilton, no? Or, no, that's Alexander. That's Alex La. Cam- Never mind. Carlos La Camara. He's, he's written a bunch of stuff. But anyway, he wrote this uh, this about the story of his father's life. His dad worked at an ad, ad agency in Cuba, and it it portrays what happened at the ad agency. When uh, 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 you know when the communist government took over, and how the ad agency shifted, and you know his fleeing of the country, and it, it was it's a really well written show, but based on some truth. And Tony played the lead, and I was an understudy for uh, for one of the other characters on the show. So I maybe did the show a handful of times. And Tony, being as generous as he was, told me he goes, "Hey, I have this uh, this company." This theater company called East LA Classic Theater. It's a nonprofit. We we do Shakespeare plays, but adapted to Latino stories. And we do them for schools. We do them for bigger audiences. It was kind of incredible. So I, I fast forward, audition for Tony. He gives me a job as playing Claudio on Much Ado About Nothing. And it, you know, one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. And... The man changed my life. When I was at one of the darkest, you know, points, because losing a parent, even if you're not close to your parents, uh, can 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 be detrimental to anybody, to the strongest, uh, you know, to to the Rock of Gibraltar. Uh, uh, losing a parent could tear that rock down. And Tony, he 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 was just. There's something about him that he hugs you with his words. And sitting in his office, he hugged me with his words, uh, gave me a job. And I still remember he had an office in downtown L.A. And it was so cool because it felt like Miami. Because you would go to his office <laughs> and every office on, the fl- on that floor of that building was all Cubanos. It was the craziest oh, wow. thing in the world to me. So I remember being at his office, and it was like, a las dos y pico, a las tres. He goes, oye, jora cafe. He goes, watch. He sticks his head out into the hallway, and all the Cubans start coming out to the main little cafetera area, and they're all making cafe and hablando mierda. And it, it you know, it made me feel so at home. And uh, it made me feel like even though I'm so many miles away from home, I can make a home here, and everything is going to be okay. And it did. So, you know, it's uh, he doesn't know this, and I can't wait to talk to him and, and tell him this in person or, you know, over the phone because he lives in New York now. But I, I can't wait to tell him this because if I was him, I'd want to know. Anyway. Oh, that's a beautiful story, bro. You make me cry my own damn show. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, man. I have to pinch myself. I am the luckiest guy in the world, bro. You know... I, I'm I'm sure luck has a part to play in it, but don't sell yourself short. I mean, there's a the hard work is. I'm five foot six, is, dude. I can only sell hard. myself short. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's bro. what other people do. Oh. You know, I, I fit comfortably in the Spirit Airline seats. That's, you, 
I, thought, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say in the spare Barely. overhead compartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, man. I interrupted. I interrupted. You know what's so funny? I have to stop because I'm so self-deprecating. Uh, and oh, it's I'm the same way. to take a compliment. So, sorry. I, no, no, no. I'm the same way, bro. But it's one of those where it's like, you know, I, I believe in luck, right? I, I do believe that there's a right place, right time equation, whatever that winds up being. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, what is it? The harder you work, the luckier you get. You know, it, it, no, very few people stumble into success for the long term. You know, you may stumble into something and be, you know, you get your 15 minutes or whatever it is, right? But to, to be consistently able to do what you what you love and, and enjoy and, and make a living at it, you know what I mean? Because... Yeah, you have a very nice bar behind you, so I'm assuming you, you're able to to make a living at, at what you enjoy doing. I got um, a bit, as we say. I got, <laughs> I got a bit. You know, it, that doesn't come from just luck. You know, that comes from from work ethic. You know, it's like I don't have a lot of regrets in life. I'm, I'm, you know, my parents being who they were. My my dad, you know, came out in the Miami Herald uh, when he graduated from FIU because it took him like 20 something years to graduate because he was a musician. He was doing this, 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 and this. He was with a family. Uh, my mother, who was, so, who was so smart, never got to finish uh, college. She went right into the workforce. Um, you know, thankfully that she was able to master English, master the English language and, and work, you know, work in English for, for a, a company, for General Motors. My mom worked for GM for, for years. Oh, wow. And, you know, it, I never, you know, like I always say, school is not for everybody. Um, when I got the job on Mundos, I didn't have the support of my theater professors at FIU. And I was like, I have a fucking job on TV, dude. Like, so how weird. can I say, you know, I, I can't do both. And I miss theater. Like I said, I miss theater. And, there's, and, I, and I will never say anything detrimental towards staying the course and finishing that. Because I, I you know, I wish I did. It just, the, that, those weren't the cards for me. That doesn't mean that you can't you can't move forward, um, you know, without having that finalized "quote unquote" eh, eh, degree. Los cuatro años eh, in Miami Day, tú tienes tu asocia, you know, like and you know, I, I'm just hearing my dad. Um, you you can still work, and 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 success is here in your head. It's not mm -hmm. what other people deem it to be. That's you know, that's that's one of my one of the things that I think could be detrimental about social media. Yeah, is that 100%. so many people will base success on followers, likes, comments, bullshit, minutiae. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that stuck with me and one of the things that I wanted to do when I started my, my, you know, my social media food brand was be credible. I didn't, and hey, look, there's, there's, there's people who do yoga poses, eating a slice of pizza, holding a fucking puppy to the sunset that make <laughs> millions of dollars online. Because they have followers and they dance on TikTok. Good for you. Like I, I I'm not gonna hate on that. I really am not. I'm not. I can't. I'd be I'd be lying to hate on them because right. good for you. Really. Good for right. you. But I can't do that. I had to feel completely credible in whatever I was talking about. Um when I talked to a chef, when I worked with a chef, I I wanted them to think of me as a peer, not right. as a parasite. And <laughs> Well, no, because I it it, it means that's the great. That's me. a great comparison. That's so a great comparison. So I though. learned as much as I could how to cook. I worked in catering here in L.A. Um, I you know in Miami before one of my first jobs was at Paolo Luigi's restaurant in Coconut Grove under Club Six Hundred Nine. 
in the yeah, oh, the good old days. I used to sneak into Club Six Hundred Nine underage, um, but those were you know those were the 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 days, and I and I have so much respect for chefs. Uh, that's why whenever I learned how to cook something, whenever I make a cocktail, whenever I try to pay homage and then still be credible and learn about it, really learn about what you're doing, uh, regardless of it. So, you know, people home listening, you want to start a TikTok, you know, it's great to have a million followers. Um, but the followers, the apps, all that stuff could go away at some point. It really can. Um, it happened to a bunch of people with this app called Vine. They had millions of followers, and that app dissolved. Or Instagram gets bought by Facebook, and all of a sudden, you're not getting seen by as many people. You know, I, I always said, don't put all the eggs in one basket. Uh, and, and I encourage people constantly, build your credibility. Because there's nothing worse than, let's say, doing what I do and walking into a restaurant and uh, uh, people people thinking you're a tool. Uh, facetiously, right. literally, like it's just where you come from a place of love and a come from a place of credibility and come from a place of learning, people are always going to respect you and you're going to work more and you're going to feel more within that work. Sorry, I had, to, I had to get preachy for a second, man, but it's it's something I'm super passionate about. No, but I mean, it's not preachy. It's you're, you're speaking truth, right? Like, look, maybe again, I say it again, I'll say it again. Maybe you get lucky at first and maybe, you know, people are like, oh, my God, they're great and they're wonderful and your numbers climb. And then guess what? All of a sudden people realize that that's all they got to offer. You yeah, know, like, like not 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 to be hate, a hater or whatever, but it's like, you know, anybody can have a pretty face. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It, it's like, OK, now what? You know, yes, you've got a gajillion followers on Instagram because you're hot. Power to you. Like, that's hell great. You won the genetic lottery. But now what? Right. But that's also evolved the quote unquote Mike. So the the word influencer, I fucking hate it. But I guess you know I oh, get labeled under that. It is what it is, man. Because you know, to me, Howard Stern's an influencer. To me, but it makes me cringe when I it hear does. It. It's like people are like, "Oh, you're an influencer," and I'm like, I, "I I work in marketing, so yes, I guess I am." But like, you no. know, and and I've and I told him uh, I've told him personally, but I was very blessed to to work on a on a talk show pilot, a daytime talk show pilot last. Uh, last fall and you know through a series of events which i wouldn't get on on the air i would tell you off air but through a series of events that pilot did not happen but one of my co-hosts from that pilot was a gentleman by the name of richard blaze he's been a a guest on this show on my show not this show pardon me he's been a guest on my show and richard is is to me one of the greatest chefs in the world um and when i talk to richard he calls me chef and it it, it cringes me because I have so much respect for right. that. And he'll tell me aside, he's like, do you cook? I go, yeah. He goes, are you passionate about your cooking? He's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you do this, 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 and this? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're a chef, man. It just means chief in French. Fuck it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, but there's something to that. And I'm, I'm, I'm more okay with it now. Um, you know, not having gone to culinary school yet, Feeling okay cooking for people, feeling okay getting hired by a brand to make a recipe for them. Because I, mm-hmm. I've, you know, and, and, and I'm sure you'll get this too. You know, you can be the best at something or you can be great at something, but not know how to explain it. And yes. sometimes the ability to explain it can be more powerful than the skill level. And I'm very blessed that I have the ability to explain it and make it, uh, uh, you know, 
approachable for people. That's always my intention. So, guys, work your asses off. <laughs> There's no well, such thing as an overnight overnight success, my friends. No, no such thing. No such thing. And honestly, I can't think of a better note to end on than that because, <laughs> frankly, like that's just the epitome of advice that everybody should listen to. I mean, again, I, I, I just, I can't. It's funny because you know we, we we've done this for five years. I've had my fair share of interviews, you know, with, with great people, and you are definitely going to be one of those ones that I'm just going to say like I felt like we clicked even before we chatted, you know, like yeah. in person, right? It was like because we were going back and forth and be like, hey, oh my god, what's up? And oh my god, imagina the people, you know. There was just there was this weird like Miami connection, not to be confused with that. Horribly, wonderfully bad movie, Miami Connection. Um, oh, I haven't seen it. Thank God. Okay, you've never good. Seen it? No, it's, no, no, no. It's really okay. It's, it's good. Bad movies, it's good. Bad. Watch it. It's from like the eighties. It's about ninjas. It's about. It's 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 yeah. Uh, can, yeah. Can I tell you a show that I'm addicted to? And I, I just love giving credit where it's due. Uh, I'm addicted to, and I'm late to the fucking game. So make fun of me all you want, people. I know they're like on season four, but I don't give a shit. I just discovered what we do in the shadows. Uh, it is. Heaven oh, so for me. Good. Heaven for me. So good. It is my going to bed show. I watch an episode every night. I'm on season two now. I watch an episode every night, and then sometimes I fucking fall asleep, and then I go back and watch it. But it is heaven. Uh, and, you know, when I say work hard, work your ass off. If you're Cuban, chances are you'll have a little ass left after you work most of it. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's one of the perks. One of the perks. It's one of the Cuban. perks. One of the perks <laughs> yeah. is, is padded cushioning uh, for bleacher seats. Yes, from birth. Yes. Yeah, unenhanced Miami, okay? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Premier a Center level. for Cosmetic Surgery. I still remember that fucking jingle. Just, Just one look. look. By the way, I love your theme song. Uh, I, 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 was hearing, I was hearing the theme song today, and all I could do was I would start like swaying side to side, but I was swaying... Because you're, like, you're at Hot Wheels? Thank you. I was swaying yeah. side to side... <laughs> Couples only in the opposite skating direction. Uh, yes. At Hot Wheels. Not Thunder Wheels, fuckers. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Thunder yes. Wheels is fine. Don't get me wrong. It was closer to my house because it was on Flagler. But Hot Wheels is where I would get dropped off uh, when I was 14. And it was the first, like, it was my first experience going out alone besides, like, Baja Beach Club in the Grove uh, for, yeah. you know, high school, whatever the fuck it was, teenage night. Anyway. Teen night, yeah. Teen night, yeah. It's funny you say that because um, so our theme is by Michael Lomlaplex. He he created it, and one of the things, the first things I said when we were working on, it, I was like, "It's got to have like a freestyle feel. Like it's got to be freestyle. That's just the vibe that that. I mean, we're you know we're probably of a certain age, similar. I don't give a you shit know, talking about my age, man. It's all good. Gable's class so of '97, my friend. It's all good. Oh, okay, so then you know what? We are the same age. Oh, because we're, we're we're class of '97 too. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's cool? And uh, Southwest. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. We were, was it we were football rivals because we both had the worst teams uh, in football? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can still claim to uh, fame is we had a riot in my school. What? A full on fucking riot. Yeah. And when? the best part, the best part is I wasn't there that day. I honestly, I, I don't remember. I probably had like Cagalera or something and I didn't go that day. Uh, you know, I, quien sabe lo que comí. Get my guy mud, and I didn't go to school. This was before you had. This is before you became the yum yum foodie with your discerning palate. So uh, no, dude. I, I in March I had major cagalera with a bad oyster, and I lost five pounds. Um, shit, literally. Okay, that's that's yes. No, well, yes, yes, yes. There's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In March, and I'll still. But this is how much of a fucking diehard I am. The minute I got better, I'm like oysters again. 
that's me, and I will say, and I'm, I, I will. I, there is a national uh, chain of pancake restaurants. Every time I go and I eat the chocolate chip pancakes, I can't even leave the restaurant before I have to run to the bathroom. So you don't hop. And you know what? You don't hop. You, I, run you run out. Got it. There. Exactly. Yeah. You know what though? I still have them every damn time. Yeah, I, I don't know. care. I know what's gonna happen. I know exactly what's gonna happen. I don't care. Oh no! I, I, I think you it. almost have to be a bit of a masochist. Um, it, well, you know, unless like you're it, okay. There's places in Miami like Ariette, which is one of my favorite restaurants. Michael Beltran, a friend of mine, like I I love I love his food. He's one of the people that I'm like I fucking like fist bump into the air because he represents Miami yeah. to me. He epitomizes uh, sure. uh you know my my generation of Miami in the food space. But you have to be a bit of a fucking masochist. To go out, first of all, you're going to get beaten to death by the server. Chances are, if you go to Latin America, they're going to make fun of you for some reason. Um, and they're yeah. going to make fun of you to your face. And then, you know, if you go to La Ventanita, yeah, if you go to La Ventanita, they're going to make fun of you for whatever. Um, and then eventually, eh, I don't know if every place is up to health codes. Let's just be, let's just be real. You know what? Hay cosas que no se pregunta. It's what is it? It's better not to know certain things, and that's one of them. You know, I don't need. I don't need to know. I don't need to know what the what the grade letter is. The letter grade is. No, thank you. I'm good. Agreed. I'm good. Okay, to get disappointed. No, no, no. I don't need to live with that. Mira, shit. lo que no te mata makes you stronger. Exactly. Or te engorda, as evidenced by me. Um, <laughs> it's true. But <laughs> man, seriously. Also, more reasons to freaking love you is that we were closing out and like two good Cubans. We kept it going for the Cuban goodbye. Oh, like, yeah. We're, like, we're in my driveway so right now. We said goodbye <laughs> yeah. in the backyard. We're in the driveway. Uh-huh. The kids are in the car fucking hating yep. us because we're still talking. So, yep. But now they, nowadays the kids have all their own devices. So they're fine. They're True. To yeah, we didn't have that shit. Yeah, no. We didn't have that shit. None all. of that. Pero, oh, man. I... I honestly could like I try to keep I always tell people it's like oh you know 20 minutes is all I need and I've never done a 20 minute interview in my life to this day Dude, I could keep going I could stop now I for real I'm having I so could. much fun reminiscing I am having a freaking blast with you and the only reason I'm cutting it short honestly is because I actually have to get to the gym Se está cagando. <laughs> Se está cagando. he's no, lying Se está cagando. Mentiroso. <laughs> anybody who follows my personal account knows that I am shirtless way too often to not go to the gym um that's just <laughs> That's fair. Bro, oh, yeah, if you can rock it, rock it. No, I can't rock it, but that doesn't stop me from doing it. Oh, um, even have, even better, dude. Yeah. Bravo. I don't care. As we say, Again. tremendo pingu. Again, I estará. You know what? If you don't pay my bills, I don't give a shit what you comment, you know, what Bro, your opinion is. I, uh, virtual hug, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> virtual hug. For sure. Pero, oye, dude, like, seriously, I have had so much fun talking with you. First of many, I hope. Absolutely, man. Anytime, for real. Like no, no bullshit aside. Familia. I know that you're coming to Miami. It's complicated. You know, obviously you got family. Time contado, but dude, seriously, like if you want to just meet at freaking Versailles for a cafe, like name the time. They're open till two in the morning. I live two blocks down. I don't care. They like, used to be open twenty four hours, no? Or like Arreta was the one that was open twenty four. Well, hours. no, no. They, they they used to be open, but you know, with COVID, everything. Like everybody, everybody started. Bringing their hours back, and I think they realized a las cuatro de la mañana hay no hay nadie. So, you know, 
Or the people that well. are there at las 4 de la mañana. You know what? We can do without your 99 cent cafecito. We're good. Ooh, or you know, we can go to La, uh, la Palma. I was about to say La Palma. Churros y chocolate. But the thing is, it's going to be hot as fuck, dude. That was like, that was my spot at, you know, Gables High School. When you would go yeah. to that party of the rich kid from Key Biscayne, uh, you would go back and finish off at La Palma. That was like the... They had these weird giant empanadas with like a little circle of guayaba y queso in the middle. You would eat all this oh, fucking dough. It was like an elephant ear. It was like, dude, what is this? Uh, but it was delicious. Anyway, sorry, I, I keep going. Say, no, 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 no. I will say that uh, now we're on the subject of La Palma. It wasn't until like maybe two years ago when Martha Darby was actually here visiting from from LA and we took her there that both myself and Darian realized it's La Palma and not Las Palmas. We had always thought it was multiple palms. Like literally maybe two, three years ago. That's pretty funny. We literally nos caímos de La Palma that it was called La Palma. So, you know, and and to that story, uh, I can't recall at what age I figured out. So I wouldn't eat honey as a kid. But I can't remember at what age I figured out that miel de abeja is not mierda de abeja. I feel like I had that same situation growing up. So I didn't eat honey because I thought it was shit. <laughs> and uh, another one, because I just remember now, I thought Miami Hialeah was Miami jail when I was a little kid because I thought it said jail because I wasn't paying attention. That big building okay. you would see off no, the no. expressway. That, I was like, is that, that the jail? So Yes, they all. They, it's a jail with canastas. That's all they. Um, <laughs> hashtag I didn't graduate from college. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, no, for sure, for like for real this time. Like I know we've had so many false like Cuban endings at this time, but oh yeah, man, legit. Guys, follow Yum Yum Foodie. He is just. I mean. It, Again, I just really met you right now, but I feel like you're a what you see is what you get kind of kind of guy. It, bro, and that's the only way I know how to roll. Yeah, and and that's that's why we like you, man. Thank you. So thank I you appreciate so much you. for for swinging by. And oh yeah, the first of many, to be quite honest with you. I mean, uh, shit, anytime, even if you don't got real. anything to. Even if you don't got anything to talk about and you just feel like, hey, I want to be on the show, just reach out. I'll I'll have you on the show. Like, fuck it, we'll figure it out. All right. As I write this down right now. <laughs> actually, you know what? I may I may take you actually I may take you up on the offer I just made to you. Um if I need a guest host, I may I may hit you up. Anytime, man. For real. For real. Like no bullshit. I, I people say no. I say it all the fucking time, but I'm like for real. No bullshit. I'll make it work. No, no, no. I when I, the way you're looking in my eyes right now, like I know you're not you're not bullshitting. Like you're you're saying it like de corazón. Yeah. So oye, again freaking like un abrazo like can't i can't get enough of you like legit i feel like we have a you know an actual friend uh you do man you do man i i appreciate you for the folks at home and i i thank you for listening uh i and i hate to say it but i have to because i it's something i say on my show but i have to say it uh the only thing we don't get back in life is time and i'm honored and grateful and thankful that you gave some of your precious time and the people that listen to the episode thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen for real yeah well okay talk to you later and you know what next time we'll kill a bottle dale Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hi, I'm Eddie. And I'm Megan. 
And we are the hosts of Kill the Bottle Podcast, where guess what we do? We kill bottles. We talk to guests. We talk about food, wine, travel, amazing guests like country singer Martina McBride. Director Paul Feig. Ooh, that's right, Paul Feig. Broken Shaker co-founder Gabe Orta. Comedian Brad Williams. Enrico Suave. Gerardo Mejia. Oh, do not forget Craig Kilborn. I can never forget Craig Kilborn because you have the biggest crush on Craig Kilborn, Megan. And if you want to find Thank out how you. badly she has it, please listen to the episode of Craig Kilborn. We even have creators of TV shows like Dave Knoll who created Chopped. One of my favorites. Richard Blaze. Hello. The chef, chef he's been Blaze. on a million shows. And his wavy hair. So if you want all of these, come on over to Kill the Bottle Podcast. Rate, review, wherever you get your freshly squeezed podcast. 